Hello, mamas. We are Allison, Kelsey, and Melissa, and we would like to welcome you to the Unstressed Mama podcast, the podcast that will teach you how to manage the daily stress that comes from being a mom. Nothing is off limits here. From peeing your pants to balancing your budget to working out, we'll talk about it. Today's episode is all about resolutions. The new year is probably the most popular time to make them. We are here to give you our thoughts. Are they a good idea or should you skip the annual tradition? I'm really excited today to talk about new year's resolutions because I have such mixed feelings about them and I feel like we're all on the same page which makes this even more exciting to talk about because I feel like, and Melissa you can correct me if you're wrong but or if I'm wrong, but I feel like in the fitness world, new Years is like a big like sales time and everyone's like get into the gym buy this membership buy this program and I I love it and I hate it at the same time I remember um, when I went to the gym I hated New Year's because I always went to the gym I mean always in my adult life I was always going to a gym and then you had to wait for the machine and it was like annoying because for three weeks you would have to be annoyed and there's actual people and you might not get on I, I always had like my treadmill and my my area I went to and it always bugged me because they didn't stay um yeah the beginning of I my think, why should I make a resolution journey um that happened to me I used to prior to having a child I paid a personal trainer in a gym and the trainers there would make fun of them every January they called them the resolution bunnies and um and they would be annoyed because the gym would be full and it were you know people that were going to be there for three weeks or whatever and they were just in the way and I remember thinking "Ooh, I don't ever want to be that I've got to stay consistent so they know I'm serious I'm not just a, a resolution bunny whatever that is <laughs> well and I think I think for me personally when I was going to the gym it wasn't I wasn't annoyed that there was more people um, because honestly, like, and even now, like, I love seeing people like trying to make better choices, trying to make themselves feel better, work towards goals. I think that's awesome. The thing that's always frustrating for me to watch is people that make these new year's resolutions with the intention of really only sticking to them for about three weeks. You go to the gym in January and it's packed. And then by February, it's not. And that to me was more frustrating than it being packed at all. Because it's like, I would prefer to see them stick it out. I would prefer the gym to continue to be packed into February and March. But you all know, we all know that it doesn't, it doesn't last. It's everyone's gung-ho for three weeks and then they burn out. And I think, and this is what I, I think we're going to talk about a little bit more, is that it's not necessarily that New Year's resolutions are bad. It's that we're making goals that really aren't attainable and we're not being realistic about our goal setting. So we're making these big goals of I'm going to work out five days a week when we haven't been doing anything at all. And that works really well for about two or three weeks. And then you're exhausted and you're beat up and you can't sustain it. And so rather than scaling back to something that's more sustainable, people just give up and don't keep going because it's too hard and they've already failed. So why would you keep going if you're three weeks in and you've already failed? And the part you hit on there is the, the, the goal setting, right? Yeah. Um, it's like resolutions. I always felt like a resolution um if if you ever like gave something up for lent um 
I always found like if I gave it up for whatever I was giving up for Lent, that it was like so much harder to try to give it up for Lent because I was like supposed to do that, right? And I found whenever I tried to start doing something better for Lent, instead of giving something up, and that's what I talk about with uh, my uh clients is you know let's see what we can add good first before trying to take away because once we get restrictions or we feel this like oh I have to do this or I can't do this and there's like this strict guideline on it we feel like as you mentioned like I fall off once and then I uh, might as well just quit and so I like to think now in terms of the full year and have like three large goals to work for um, throughout the year that are attainable for me in that year. And so I just talked about this in my run club um, this, tonight, that maybe your goal for 2021 is to run a marathon. And that's great if that's your goal and that's something you want to take the time to work toward because it's a serious time commitment. 2021 is not my year to run a marathon. I do not have that in my mindset to earmark the time needed to get the proper training to run a marathon injury free. So it's like figuring out what are your big goals and making sure all the steps in between meet that. Like, you know, I'm gonna run a marathon or I actually talked about running a half marathon in like October. So I have 10 months, you know, and I can build gradually to the distance that I need. In addition, working a plan that will get me there safely. Um, I feel like too, for my, uh, for money coaching and financial management and things like that, I just looked it up and it said, according to Strava, Saturday, January 12th is the fateful day of New Year's resolutions that they're over. Um, and money, people make a lot of, just as, about as many resolutions related to money as they do to fitness. Um, and it's the same thing, except, well, I guess it's exactly the same thing. I was gonna say a lot of people are already in a deficit from Christmas um, that they've charged, they didn't mean to, they went over budget, but that's the same way with their weight because some people just go crazy in December and eat everything in sight and gain a bunch of weight. So they are starting at a, at a disadvantage already and with their money um you know they it's so similar to fitness they set these super strict resolutions i'm not going to spend more than x amount of money and they can't do anything or leave their house and it just doesn't work because most people can't stick to a really strict plan like that um that's something i say over and over but it and it just destroys your mindset when you set a strict goal like that for yourself and you know January 12th already you can't stick to it anymore and then you start telling yourself oh I'm terrible I don't have any self-control I can't do this I the reason I'm failing is because I suck I'm terrible and you need to kind of flip that on yourself to get it to work better and say you know just positive affirmations, I guess, like Stuart Smalley, I'm really good with my money. I am a healthy person. I like to do this. And then, you know, the more you tell yourself that, the better you are. 
And then if you fall off the wagon, as they say, and eat a cheeseburger and fries when you're trying to eat healthy, you can just say, oh, well, that was just one. So the next meal, I'm going to choose something healthy. And this meal, I just because it was really good and it's no big deal. And uh, I just feel like that's a better way um, to last, to make it more of a long-term solution for yourself. One of the things that I like to do with my clients um, when we talk about New Year's resolutions, so we, we talk about it every year because a lot of us do. And I actually just did a, a live with my group Sunday and I was talking about the holidays and eating through the holidays. And there's all of this, you know, extra sweets in your house that maybe you don't always have in your house. You're baking more holidays revolve around food, which is not a bad thing. It's just, it, it just changes. You know, if you've been counting macros or you've been making sure that you're hitting whatever your nutrition goals are and your exercise goals, when you hit December, it's just a different animal. I feel like going into it with everything that's going on. Um, so I talked with my clients about like, don't let it derail you, put your mind in a good place. Like you were talking, uh, Allison, with the affirmations. I love that. Um, one of the things we do a lot in my, my coaching club that I have is we talk about new year's intentions. So what's your intention for the year? Um, 2020, I know through everybody for a loop. So if you had a goal for 2020 to go to the gym four days a week, that kind of got screwed in March. And unless you have a home gym set up, like a lot of people were kind of scrambling to figure out what was going on. And if you were one of those people that was still holding strong on your resolution by March, like you probably were thrown for a loop like the rest of us. And um, I like to, if I'm working more with intentions rather than resolutions, it's if my goal, my goal for 2020 was to see what I could do strength-wise, was to see what my body could do. I was over a year postpartum, wasn't planning on having any more kids, still am not planning on having any more kids, but I was like, hey, I've recovered and I'm just going to see what I can do. I had a couple event of events planned and those were kind of all up in the air as far as dates go, but I knew what I wanted to get done and I didn't have like a strict schedule for them. I was just like, these are my my intentions for the years, these are my goal for the years or for the year. And the choices that I made and the smaller goals that I set along the way were all to support that big goal rather than starting out with, okay, I want to do X. Like you were saying, Melissa, with the marathon, I, if you want to run a marathon, you don't go out and run 26 miles on January 1st. You start with, okay, I'm going to do a 5k and then a 10k and then a half marathon. And then maybe by, you know, the middle to the end of the year, then I'm going to look at the marathon. You're not going to jump right in. And that's what I like to do with my clients to say, well, what's your, your big goal and what's your intentions and what are the things that are going to get you there that you're going to help you be successful along the way. Cause when you're successful early on, early on, you tend to keep going down that path because you've seen success and you want to see more success. Whereas if you start with that big goal, you fail by January 12th, you're not going to keep going towards this goal. Cause you've already screwed up the first step and you feel like you can't go there anymore. So if you start with the small pieces to the big puzzle, you tend to be more successful and you keep with what you want to do. Yeah. And with those steps, I mean, they need to be something that can flex and move because as moms, life happens, you get a, you know, a sick kid or, you know, just something's going to happen that will make you need to adjust somewhere along the way. When I was training for my marathon, um, back in 2008, 
my grandfather had passed away and I was going home for the service and I needed to do like a nine or 11 mile run. And I'd actually talked about this recently in a post because my uncle who passed away this past fall, he um, was like, well, I'll run with you. Cause he also runs marathons. Like he ran an annual marathon. And so I had to run in this really hilly place where I wasn't used to. And it completely wiped me out. Um, in the sense that my uncle, who's, you know, 20 years older than me, like, was like, oh, I'm going to keep going. And I definitely like hitched a ride home with like my cousin who drove by or whoever at the end of the, oh, <laughs> uh, but I had the flex and be like, I'm not used to running hills. Like I did, you know, I was used to running pretty flat ground and mm-hmm. the ocean and the stress and how to drive. And there was some changes. So whatever goal you may have in your steps to get there, it shouldn't be so rigid that missing one of those steps leaves you no other path. You know, so if your goal is to run a race, whatever distance it is, or, you know, to get to a certain point of, you know, becoming debt-free, um, as an example, you know, having that emergency fund, right, ready to go. So whenever there is a step, it doesn't derail you so much that you come off the wagon you have mm-hmm. you have that emergency fund to help and it's a plan you have a plan to come back to the path yeah there's a reason why that's the first thing you do because you know I think to a lot of people that seems confusing why wouldn't I just immediately start paying down this debt and it, you know because you need a plan to be able to stay on the plan um it's something else I was thinking of while you're talking is um, I haven't really addressed yet. I don't think that it's bad to make a New Year's resolution, um, but there's so much pressure on it that for me to kind of circumvent that pressure, I tend to start my goals on goofy days. Like um, take this podcast, for instance, we recorded our first episode on a Friday morning. I mean, we could have easily just said, oh, it's Christmas, we're on break, let's just start in January. You know, nobody was expecting us to do it. There was, we were the only ones with expectations, but we just did it and now it's done. And we're into the second episode and, you know, we're in full swing. So um, that worked out better than saying, looking at the calendar and saying, okay, um, let's start on the first Monday of the new year and but, you know, sitting on it longer and longer, just do it. When you're ready, just go. If it's a Thursday or a Sunday morning or whatever, it doesn't have to be a Monday. You don't have to wait for a new month. You can just do it whenever you want. Um, And in that vein, I think that goals, realistically set goals and resolutions, if you prefer to call them that, are great. Um, And I just think there's a lot of pressure on the New Year's goals that makes it really extra hard for people to be successful with them. Yeah, I agree. I, I love what you said. And I, I love goal setting. Like that's essentially what new year's resolutions are, right? They're goals. And I literally, I goal set all the time. I have on my like planning board in my bedroom, I have my goals from 2020 and I have personal goals and have business goals and I have family goals and I can sit here and I can look at them. Um, and we've 
been able to meet almost all of those goals because we made goals together as a family. I made personal goals. I am all about goal setting. And I think, like you said, Allison, starting when you're ready, not waiting for some arbitrary date on the calendar to be like, oh yeah, now it's go time. Like it's good to just jump in when you're ready and go. The other thing I really like is to write them down. Like I'm saying here right now, mm-hmm. I'm recording this in my bedroom because my office is turned into our Christmas area. And I've got, like, <laughs> I've got like a bulletin board in my bedroom where I just kind of have my goals listed. And I started writing down goals in 2019. Maybe even 2018 was my first year I actually wrote my goals down. And every, every single time I've sat down and written my goals for the year, I will finish 90% of them. And the ones that I don't finish is because we've had like a major change of plans for one reason or another. So like one of our goals for 2020 was to pay off the truck that we had. Well, technically we did do that because we sold it and bought a new truck. (laughs) So technically we paid off the truck. We got another truck because we needed it for our trailer that we bought. But I can sit here and I can look at almost all of my goals. And the only goals that I did not meet were because they were canceled due to COVID. So there was a goal to travel to Florida for our, our business retreat, and that was canceled due to COVID. There was a goal to compete in an athletic event that was canceled due to COVID. Those weren't canceled because I wasn't able to, and I was still training for them. Um, but I wrote everything down, and everything that I wrote down that I was able to complete, I was able to complete. And every time I've sat down and written my goals down at the beginning of the year, or the beginning of whatever planning period that I'm going through, I'm... 10 times more successful if I write them down and look at them than if I'm just like, oh, it'd be really great if I was able to do this. It's no, it's in my, in front of my face every single day. And then I'm going to make decisions and choices that'll actually get me closer to that goal. I think I just, oh, yeah, I was just going to say real quick, the, the saying, oh, it would be cool if I could do this, or it'd be nice. That's a wish. And the difference between a wish or a dream and a goal is writing it down. I just read that not too long ago. Not sure where, but some book. So, you know, you mentioned obviously 2020 and it threw so many things in the air. It actually threw, I had been doing like every morning I'd get up, maybe not on the weekends, but like Monday through Friday, I would get up. I'd be drinking my coffee and I would do um, a grat- it was like a gratitude journal and I'd write my goals in like present tense as if they've already happened. And I would do like 10 of them. And I did that for a lot of 2019. Um, and I had three major goals that year and the one I didn't get of them. Um, and I plan to keep working on 2020. And it just dawned on me. I haven't done that like since March. Um, like have not flipped my world back to normal yet of my personal world where I have control of that. And I think, I think I shall do that tomorrow. Bring that back. Um, because the year that I wrote them down, I was much more successful. And right now I don't even remember what goals I had a year ago. I have a few of them, but like the major ones, I couldn't actually be hundred percent sure what they were because I haven't looked at them since March. And look at like, I don't know about you two. I think this may be a little different, but last year at the beginning of the year, I most certainly did not have on my list starting a podcast. Yeah, no. I I mean, that wasn't even on my radar ever because I didn't even listen to podcasts until the last month. (laughs) (laughs) So 
you know, as and they pop up throughout the rabbit year. Hole. That's right. Now I'm all podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I have a podcast on and my husband will come in and start talking to me. And I'm like, and I don't have headphones on. And I'm just like, you stop. I don't want to miss my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I started listening to them in the shower. Um, my son has this like $5 speaker that's waterproof that I got him from Five Below and he dissed it immediately. So I took it over and now when I take a shower, I listen to podcasts in the shower, which is kind of funny. But that's now has become my podcast time because I can't, I can't give up my jamming out time in the car. That's for music. When you're a mom, you got to take advantage of every like spare minute you get. Sometimes it's a shower, especially if you got goals. Like if you got goals you want to work towards, you got to figure out when to get them done. That's why we record it five in the morning and nine o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. I plan to run to podcasts, not at all music related, just running because I want to get a run in and I want to listen to a podcast and I'll run listening to podcasts. Maybe you're running right now. So. The other benefit to listening to podcasts with headphones or in private, today I started listening to the Dear Prudence podcast, thinking like, oh, I used to love to read advice advice columns. It was, I don't know if it was marked explicit, but it absolutely was explicit. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the stuff they're talking about on here. And I was very grateful that that hadn't come on like in the car or somewhere where little ears were listening because it was crazy. Like I was not prepared for this question. It's a good thing I had headphones on. That would have made me a very stressed mama had my child been in attendance. Tip one, wear headphones when listening to podcasts. Yes, Except ours. For well, sure. for now we're okay, but I guess if we start getting to the P topics, we might headphones might be useful. I, my mom and dad uh, just got an Alexa speaker. I got it for my dad for his birthday, and they asked, "Oh, well, can we ask Alexa to listen to your podcast?" And I said, oh, "I'm not sure." It's like, oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> Most of the time, it would probably be fine for them to listen, but I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking about this today that I have no idea if um, my husband would actually listen to the podcast or not. I was like, oh, I wonder if he'd ever actually listen to it. Maybe that should be his New Year's resolution to <laughs> listen to my podcast. Right. right. So I, I was wondering while we're sitting here, do you guys have resolutions for 2021? going forward or have you sat down and had your goal writing session for 2021 um I actually have I went to a she was a life coach but she specializes she does vision board workshops so I went to her house and made a vision board for this year but it was more than like I was there all day from uh nine in the morning until two in the afternoon, which is all school day, I should say, um, and made a vision board and went through all these exercises where she kind of pulled the goals out of me and 
got me talking about things I didn't even realize I wanted to do until they came out of my mouth. So it was really cool. That's the first time I've ever done anything like that. So yes, I have some, and it was actually um, two to three year plan and not just one year. That's cool. I need to sit down and do mine still. I haven't done mine. I have like a loose idea of where I want to go in 2021. And I have some outlines for my different aspects. I mean, I probably have, I don't have as many side hustles as you do, Allison, but I have a few. And so I have some plans for some of them and I haven't sat down and actually written them and put them on paper. So I think that's going to be my goal for this week while my kids are out of school and I have a little bit of downtime is to put my resolutions or my intentions for 2021 down on paper so I can have my goal sheet good to go. Yeah, mine aren't on paper yet either. And when Allison mentioned that you told us you did the, your vision board workshop, I was like, ooh, I want to do one. And then in another group I'm in, um, somebody had then asked, has anybody done one? I'm like, oh, but I want to. And I saw that there's actually going to be a virtual vision board workshop, but it's not till January 10th. And I'm like, it's a little late for me. Although let's be honest, it might actually be when I get to it. But um, right. I feel like the workshop piece of like having someone help you out, because when I think about doing a vision board, I have all these thoughts in my head, but the crafty side of me of like, well, where do I get these pieces? Like, you know, the pictures like gives me a whole separate level of anxiety. Um, but I, like you, Kelsey, I have a lot of ideas and thoughts that are not completely on, somewhere on paper. I've actually, in between my last call and this one, was writing some things down um, to start, you know, throwing on paper and then I'll spread out throughout the year. And um, no, I had a thought, I lost it. I think maybe, um when we follow up on our next episode, we can share what our uh, big goal is or one of our goals for next year for our business. That way we can have some accountability to get it done. Agree. I would say, what I was gonna say was um, my word of the year I'm working on. Um, mm. I'm very close to it. Like I have, it's, it, I initially thought focus but it's like, it didn't stick. I'm like, that's not it. And so I keep going through some like, thought build, I thought refine, um, kind of where my word's going. And my word kind of, I feel like will help push all this together. So yeah. it's kind of still in the melting pot. Yes, that's where I'm at too. Do you do a word of the year? I do. And I encourage my clients to do it as well. Um, in the past, it's been really good to kind of keep us grounded. I don't, I didn't put as much emphasis on it throughout the year this year, which I really should have, um, because I'm pretty sure we all could have used it a little bit more this year. Um, but my word in 2019, when I had uh, Jolie was patience, because heaven knows postpartum recovery needs some patience. And there was a lot of different factors emotional factors that went into that pregnancy and that um, whole recovery postpartum period that we'll probably get into later eventually. Um, but I just needed to be patient with myself because I wanted to recover better. 29 or 2020, I think was stronger, something along those lines. I'll have to go back and look and see where I wrote it down. 
but yeah, I do love having a word for the year because I do think it helps drive your goals. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, I just started to, I'm in a book club that we meet via Zoom every morning and the book club is called the Mastermind Book Club. And we were talking about what the purpose of it was. Um, there's another woman in the group that started it. And she said, I want everybody to get together and share ideas and hold each other accountable. And I thought, oh, well, we're not, we're sharing ideas, but nobody's holding anybody accountable. So I said, hey, how about if we set a goal, you know, one to three goals every Monday and check in with each other on Friday to see how we're going with our goals. Um, so we started that this week. So I'm kind of excited about that. It, my last corporate job I had, that was how, um, how our team rolled our, I reported to um, this guy that did that. He would have all of us meet. We met every day, but Monday we would um, set out our big three for the week. And then Friday we would check in and, you know, if you didn't have your goals done, you better have a really good reason because that was how he evaluated us. He didn't have time to watch us, watch over us every day. And that was his 100% his way to determine raises and bonuses and all of that. So I thought it worked really well to keep me motivated because, um, you know, who isn't motivated by a nice raise? So I've implemented that in my life now and hoping that it will have the same exact effect to keep me accountable, even though it's not somebody who's going to give me a raise. Um, just as simple as that, it's a free group, uh, just a group of like-minded people. And we'll see, I'm, I'm interested to see how far it takes me just from telling this other group, small group of people, I'm gonna do this this week. And then on Friday, I have to tell them if I did it or not. I like it, yeah. Accountability is always helpful. Mm-hmm. Very. Yep. And I think, and on that vein too, I was, I was going to talk all about how I quit smoking. Um, and I'll mention it cause I just brought it up, but I, um, I quit smoking. It'll be three years ago in March and anybody who smoked will know that is the hardest thing I've ever done. It was really, really hard. Um, but I'm done with it now. I never, slip I had I had one slip I went to a concert that was outside and I decided before I even went like I'm having a cigarette when I go to this and that's that and I did I had one and that was it um but anyway I took I had an approach of like getting every free thing and and then a couple things I paid for but one of the things I had a free quit coach that I talked to and she said pick your date you're gonna quit and I purposely did not pick January 1st. Um, it was March 2nd. And she said, tell everybody, tell everybody that you're quitting. Because if you don't tell anybody, the only person you're letting down is yourself. And so I did, I didn't want to tell anybody because I was going to be embarrassed if I slipped up or whatever, but I did what she said and it did help. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I had my... <laughs> And I was like totally the opposite. I had a really big goal for 2020. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. I competed in the, um, an event called the tactical games. It was in August. 
And like, I started off January knowing that that was going to happen in 2020, but I told like nobody, I didn't post, I posted online that like, I had a big goal that I was working towards. And part of it was because I didn't have a date set. Like I didn't know which event we were going to. And then when March hit and things got even more complicated, I was like, I don't even know if it's going to happen. I didn't tell anybody, but I was like, I was dead set on like making sure that happened for 2020. And luckily it was able to happen, but I, and it's probably for the same reason that it was a good thing that you told people. I was afraid of putting it out there and then not doing it. And so that's why I didn't put it out there. Cause I was like, I don't know. I don't want to be that person, but with something like quitting smoking, making a big life change, I think that's a fantastic idea to like put it out there. Mm-hmm. So you have other people to hold you accountable. I think that's great. That was really my first uh, dip into serious mindset type of work with those quit coaches. They were, it didn't, the, the things they were telling me didn't see they're going to work at all. Like, oh yeah, we're, you know, but I did them anyway, because I really did want to quit and they worked. It was amazing. The right goals with a good plan will make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a huge, I mean, and then that, doing that led to so many other things, which I can go down a rabbit hole with that forever, but um, yeah, so goals, resolutions, you got to have them, but they don't have to happen on January 1st, I think is the theme of this. And write them down. Yes. Where are you going to write them down? If you need somewhere to write them down and you would like some accountability, uh, we have uh, the Unstressed Mama Facebook group and we'll throw a post in there when we'll put a a post topic or uh, we'll call it goals. We don't call it resolutions per se, but goals. So you can put down your goals and you can check on them and you can share your goals. We can check on you and you know, they can be a resolution for 2021. It can be short-term, long-term, but I think, you know, having the announcement makes it real, sharing it with other people and the accountability um, is what really helps you succeed in meeting most goals. And then if you need help, if you put it out there to a group of women, which we have a huge group of women of all different backgrounds and you need help, getting to whatever your goal is you've got people to help you I think that's one of the coolest things about putting it out to a group like that is you don't have to figure it all out by yourself if you hit a snag or something along the way you've got people that are there to talk it out or give you resources or point you in the right direction for sure all right right. well that is it on resolutions but you'll hear more for us from us in the group on that and we will see you or, or talk to you again next week. The Unstressed Mama podcast is brought to you by Allison Rodden, Kelsey Decker, and Melissa Sroby. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Unstressed Mama and on Instagram at Unstressed Mama. If you like what you heard, be sure to tell your friends so other mamas can join in the fun. You can find our individual contact information in the show notes for this episode. 
If you have questions about this topic or suggestions for future topics, the best place to reach us is through our Facebook, Instagram page, or email at unstressmama at gmail.com. Thank you.